the talk shop. It's six minutes after eight o'clock and it's the talk shop with myself, now, Lady Molo, as I stand in for Maschaba Mdolo. We continue with the show. I'll be with you until nine o'clock this evening. I'm joined on the line now by Lauren Tracy, who is a researcher in, in the Governance, Crime and Justice Division at the Institute for Security Studies in Pretoria. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm going to be taking your calls as well because I think that this is definitely one of the most important conversations to have around this this phase that our country is going through. Nine months before uh, we go to the we take to the polls and we, and we and we go into the national elections. And those that were born after 1994, the the born freeze, uh, will be voting for the very first time in 2014. So we ask, why do young people often opt out of democratic processes? such as elections, or do they opt out of uh, democratic processes such as elections? And, and, and with approximately nine months up until uh, left, until we've, we, go, we take to the polls, is it becoming clear that the challenges that are faced by young people are driving them away from politics? 891 to give us a call. That number again is 891 And SMS me as well on 34701. That's 34701. Lauren, let's just start, uh, you know, with trying to understand first, are young people uh, opting out of democratic uh, processes? Well, thanks for that, Naledi. I think what we're trying to to do is just that, is to try and understand if that is the case. You know, what we're, what we're looking at is to try and see if young people are um, refraining from um, taking to the polls and voting and why this may or may not be the case, why they are participating in democratic processes or, or not. And if this is important, you know, because we want to basically say that it is important for young people to, to actually participate in democratic processes. Right. Okay, if we wish to maximize democratic participation, we need to understand what the youth are thinking. And this is obviously the main, the main thing that we're trying to do at the moment. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the kind of reasons that you think we are seeing young people uh, not want to take part in, in the national elections next year. I mean, we had a survey that was, uh, that was released by Pondering Panda, I think it was in July this year, revealed that one in four young people under the age of 35 have no intention of voting. If that's, if, if that's the grouping of 18 to 35, what is going on with those that, that had never experienced uh, uh, South Africa before? democracy? Rightly so. I mean, these um, surveys done, for example, by Pondering Panda, and you also look at the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation, they've Mm. also done similar surveys. I mean, these provide some interesting and helpful insights into us understanding whether young people are participating or not. But more importantly, if we look at, um, for example, you go into the IEC and you look at your national elections that have taken place since 1999, Back in 1999, our national elections had an estimated 48% of those first-time voters actually registered to vote. So those are your 18 to 20-year-olds. Right. But now you see in 2004 and 2009, the national election numbers have started decreasing. You're seeing a steady decline in the young voters. I mean, we see now in 2004 and 2009, those aged between 18 and 25-year-olds have decreased by nearly half. representing 17%, which is a marked decrease in the number of young people who are registered to vote. 
Mm. Well, I think that's quite frightening when you start looking at, and, I, and I'm looking at, uh, you know, the, the article that I've got here from the Institute of Security Studies, just talking a little bit about how 70% of South Africa's inhabitants are under the age of 39, but we're seeing less and less of them taking to the polls. If, if you're listening to us, are you a young person? Are you going to be taking to the polls uh, in, 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 in 2014? If so, what is encouraging you to do it? If not, why? Why not? 0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. The argument quite often has been that young people feel that there either isn't anybody worth voting for or that nothing will change even if they do go and vote. Your thoughts on that, Lauren? Well, I mean, obviously, specifically in this article that I've written, I've picked up some research that does indicate that, you know, young people are just, they're not happy. They feel that they... There's no need for them to go about voting anymore, take part in any politics, because their views are not being taken into account. You know, the challenges that they face are driving them away from participating in politics. And, and this is what we want to get to the crux of the, the matter. You know, we want to find out why this is the case. Mm. You know, we've got, we, we've got uh, data that tells us that this is how they're feeling, but we're trying to actually actively find out from them personally what they're feeling. What's what's quite interesting is that, uh, you know, perhaps 10 years ago, the argument could have been that young people aren't taking to the polls because uh, they don't understand the political landscape. They don't understand uh, how things are operating in that in that section of our country. But perhaps that I don't think that 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 can be the argument today where we've got social media, when young people are as vocal as they were allowed to be on various platforms about what they're seeing happening in their country constantly. Um, So is it rather a sense of pessimism instead of it being about apathy? I mean, rightly so, and this is exactly, you know, it's something I do believe could be the case. I mean, if you look at our social media, our mobile technology, your online news sites, mm. they're now becoming platforms for young people to express these views. You know, a new public avenues for the young to engage in debates on politics and how they see the future. Mm. So maybe we should actively try and look at this um, kind of media and, you, and then go, I mean, you can't then state that we've got an apathetic generation. They're actively engaging in politics. It's just how they're going about doing it. Right. I mean, young people don't feel as, though if, as if they can engage in formal democratic processes. You know, they, they don't feel that they are being heard on those platforms. So the best option for them is then to engage in social media and express their political views over there. And we're actually seeing it. It's booming. People are using these avenues to discuss their feelings. Mm. In the article, you also talk a little bit about uh, how we have seen some young people take advantage of traditional media to make a point. And, uh, you know, one of those that had written in was Tabiso on the weekly uh, in the Free State in the Northern Cape. A 19-year-old who says, there's no need for me to take part in politics where everyone thinks only for his family and his close friends. Being a comrade is no longer about the development of, of the black people or the country. It is all about personal gain. These are some of the thoughts that are coming from the young people in South Africa. 891 to give us a call. Simpiwe in Johannesburg, thanks for calling. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. How are you, Simpiwe? Yes, I'm finally speaking to Simpiwe from Chauvet. Hmm. Uh, uh, you see, uh, young people uh, can uh, the young people can uh, engage themselves to the politics or to the young democrats that we have. Yes. The reason why, uh, our leaders, those leaders, our leaders like uh, ANC leaders, mm. 
they don't engage the poorest of the poor first to the politics, especially the young kids of the poor. Those are saying in a sex. They don't engage them to the to the politics. Yeah. Instead, they are running away from the from from, from those who are poor uh, in our community. Uh, let's take for instance uh, uh, to where I am coming from. Right. Where uh, are you coming I'm, from? I'm now I'm 34 years old. Mm. I'm coming from Eastern Cape. Okay. So what happened today? If your mother is not a teacher. If your father is not a maybe it's not a police, they don't consider you as a person. You see, mm. if you are in a maybe in a meetings, you 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 are in a social gathering in a meetings. You if you talk something that is very important, then you coming from the poor family, they don't consider you. Yeah, quite interesting. So, I'm going to have to jump in there because you've made a very important point, and I want Lauren to, to also respond to that. But first, let's hear from Siabonga in Da'ar. Siabonga, thanks for calling. Uh, good evening, how are you? I'm very well, sir. What are your thoughts? Yes, I'm okay. Then. Yes, uh, I'm Siabonga. I'm from Da'ar. I'm studying at Northern Cape Rwarefiti, Kama. Okay. Uh, the thing is, here, what is happening? Uh, maybe you never went here in Northern Cape. Yeah. There is... There is nothing is happening. Everything is like a joke. But I was born with in Cape, but I want to go back to work there. So now I come to the other side. But here, everything is like a joke. There is nothing, 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 nothing. Even the, the people from the youth are not interested in taking part in voting. So some guys trying to come back here, but there was no one. If I just look at the there was no one coming to because they say they are playing with people. So we cannot vote. Not now, not ever. Sure. Because these guys, they, end, they promise us everything, but in the end, they won't come. They will just come when they want us to vote for them. Thank we you. can we really come and see the other ways. What is happening here? It's, it's, it's a disgrace, really, believe me, young man. Siabonga, thanks for calling. Unfortunately, that line was, was a little bit difficult, but I think we did manage to get uh, uh, the, the gist of what Siabonga in the R was, was saying. And, and Lauren, I'm going to bring this to you because I think that Siabonga and Simpiwe both speaking with the same amount of anger and frustration at feeling that their own voices are not, are not heard well enough. And, and just opening the, the article, you also spoke about how government should invest in improving the lives of the poor, especially of those who were born post-1994, so that we're able to uh, we're able to enable this generation to realize the importance of participating in democratic processes and that's obviously quoted from the article let's talk a little bit more about that the responsibility of of leadership perhaps to bring young people and make them feel like look your voice is valued right um so i mean obviously what you keep getting in um, and what we've picked up just from the past two comments that have been made you know young people in south africa are often front, confronted with a dysfunctional System. Mm. You know, you've got a dysfunctional public education system. We've got very high levels of youth unemployment, criminality, substance abuse, early pregnancies. All of these are contributing to the challenges that the, that the youth face. I mean, in South Africa alone, we've got 1.3 million youth between the ages of 20 and 24 that are unemployed. Mm. Almost 500,000 of these have given up on seeking unemployment. Uh, um, employment. You know, for many, the challenges that they face are often influ- uh, they influence their likelihood, likelihood of participating in democratic processes. Right. And, I mean, rightly so. As you said, po- uh, political parties have to come to the plate and they have to actively engage with the youth to try and encourage them 
to become active in political processes. And, and that's also a very big theme that's covered in, the, in, in your piece of work as well. You, you talk about how political parties have all of these youth structures. I don't think there is a political party that doesn't have a youth structure. But the question is, are they really reaching the people that they're trying to reach? Uh, uh, you know, you look at the, the United States of America, one of the things that they've been able to really do well is to engage young people around the times of elections and really bring to them on their own platforms where, where young people are themselves, uh, bring to them information and, and make them feel like they're involved in, 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 in democratic processes. Is that something that even the IEC perhaps is failing at? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're failing at it. I mean, for South Africa, this is all very new. You know, we haven't had to engage on these kind of uh, social media platforms before, but we're now seeing it as, an, as a necessity. So you now have political parties who've got, as you said, youth structures in place that are seeking to encourage young people to become active in political processes. You've now got um, political parties actively going onto Facebook sites in a bid to understand the views and encourage the youth to vote for them. I mean, Akhang, for example, has a very active Facebook uh, page and on there engages with the youth. Um, you then see other organizations such as the IEC. They're in the process of arranging with the Department of Education to have a democracy week in October mm. to educate the youth. You know, they've established a national uh, coordinating forum made up of civil society organizations who will also go out and address civic and voter education. So we do have organizations and the political parties, you know, working to try and encourage the youth to go out. But as you say, you know, it's, it's, it's still very new. We're still in developing stages of doing that. But it's, it's, it's good to see that they're actively trying to engage with the youth on those platforms. Mm. Uh, just give us a call, 0891-104-207, to take part in our discussion. That number again is 0891-104-207. SMS me on 34701. That's 34701. We're asking what can be expected from young voters in South Africa's 2014 elections. Are we going to be seeing the numbers of the numbers of young people that we need to be seeing really taking to the polls? And how do we go about encouraging those that were born post-1994 to say, no, go ahead, uh, do vote. Your vote does make a difference because, uh, you know, a lot of young people voting saying, no, we're not voting firstly because we're frustrated. Uh, other young people saying, we're not going to vote because our voice isn't heard. It doesn't make a difference. It's, it's, it's you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger coming from young people. 0891-104-207. Pule is in Johannesburg. All right, we've lost Bule, but uh, give us a call again, Bule, if you still want to take part in our conversation. We're still speaking to Lauren Tracy, who was a researcher in the Governance, Crime and Justice uh, Division at the Institute for Security Studies uh, in Pretoria. Lauren, how do we go about encouraging young people? What, what is it that needs to be done? Um, and I think we, we talk quite a bit about, you know, encouraging the born freeze, uh, it, you know, it being something that has to come from political parties or from the IEC or from education for us to encourage young people. But should also not be the responsibility of them uh, as young people as, as, as part of this country what happened to, to active citizenry being a right and not a responsibility in this country well I mean you, you're very right in saying that for us it's, it's not just a case of you know uh, everybody around having to try and engage with these you know political parties or the organizations are trying their best to, to engage on their platforms but Young people, too, have to recognize that they have an immense opportunity to influence South Africa's political landscape. Mm. 
you know, and and if they if they don't actually go to the polls and if they don't take part in democratic processes like the elections, how then are they going to change um, their dissatisfaction? Uh, for example, you know, in, in trying to contain what is going on around them if they're not actively going to participate in these processes. So basically what we're saying is young people make up a very large proportion of the voters in South Africa. Mm. They need to actually make a stand, and it would be interesting to see if in the 2014 elections whether they do that. I mean, you have surveys, like I've mentioned earlier, uh, the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation. Mm. In, in, in their survey, they mentioned that there was a decline in the level of trust of South African youth in the country's leaders to do what's right. I mean, if if you get um, surveys that are picking this up from the youth, yeah. where almost half of the youth don't trust the country's political leaders to do the right thing, I mean, surely that should then push them. I mean, it would be interesting to see if they actually decide to take a stand in the 2014 elections and try to change that. Mm. And this is what we're trying to encourage. Uh, Jane first in Limpopo sends an SMS saying, even the so-called young people themselves are selfish, lazy, arrogant, and undisciplined. Uh, another SMS, uh, we don't know who this came from, but it says, truth be told, could you honestly sit there and see good value in politics? Send your SMSs to 34701. That's 34701. Uh, and also SMSs, I mean, give us a call rather on 891 104207. That's 0891104207. Just that comment coming from Jane there, Lauren. Uh, you know, Jane talking about how the young people themselves are selfish, lazy, arrogant, and, and, and are not disciplined. Um, is that true? Can we say that young people are not interested in taking part in democratic pro- processes just because they are apathetic, they are lazy, they are arrogant? Or is it because we have put that label on them that they don't feel uh, brave enough, rather, to step out and say no? we are not I mean uh, it is difficult to answer something like that and obviously this is what our research is trying to, uh, to, to try and look at um, I don't I don't believe we've become an apathetic generation I don't believe we're, we're one with no cause or political purpose as I stated there are different platforms that the young people are engaging on now I mean if you look for example it's interesting to note that a sizable proportion of members of parliament are young I mean, you have 59 out of 400 members of parliament who are 30 years and younger. Mm, that's impressive. This shows that young people are out there. They're actively participating. You know, fair enough, it's debatable to say whether these young parliamentarians, are, you know, have a duty in representing their generation. Mm. But that they're actively engaging on that platform say something. Right, that's so true. Uh, Musa Mabunda in, in a TUT in Sashanguva sends an SMS saying, our government is very useless. They only care about their pockets being fed rather than the people that voted for them just so they can stay in power. Uh, Musa Mabunda at TUT in Sashanguva. Give us a call 0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. We're asking the question, what can be expected from young voters in South Africa's 2014 elections? How do we encourage young people to take part in democratic processes. Uh, in nine months' time, we'll be taking to the polls, and for the very first time, those born after 1994 will be taking to the polls. What kind of difference could this generation make? Figile is in Johannesburg. Thanks for calling. Hi, I'm Figile. Mm-hmm. I'm 17 years old, and I hope to vote for the first time this coming election, Okay. Uh, having been born post-1994. I have no real idea of how this 
country was before 1994. Of course. And I can only testify on what I see now. Mm-hmm. I get goosebumps every time I think of how girls get raped, and I wonder why should I vote in this poor law and order in this country. Mm. So a lot of a lot of fear from you, Figile, but you are going to be voting next year. I hope so. All right. Tell me from 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 your own peers, those that are around about your age group, is it the same feeling? Are young people keen on voting? Uh, what exactly is the sense that you're getting from your generation? We're getting that like uh, we really don't think our voting makes a difference, and that. Okay. We seem to have lost Figile, but quite interesting to hear from a 17-year-old. Uh, I'm not sure when her birthday is. I'm not sure if she'll be eligible to vote uh, in next year's elections. But she definitely is the generation that we're talking about. 0891104207 to give us a call. Isaiah is in Peter Maritzburg. Thanks for calling. Good evening and to the guest, uh, and thanks for the good show. Thank you. Uh, um, I'm a little bit old. I voted for the first time during the first elections. And the excitement then was very huge. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's a, a, a question of youth not wanting to vote. I think there will be a lot of other people uh, who are really discouraged. But I think what I will say to the youth, uh, I don't think we should be aiming for the elections next year. I think we should be aiming for getting getting the youth, empowering them uh, to take this country forward in, in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time. I think the only problem that we're facing now, one hopes that they would have changed, and they would have good people in leadership, uh, people who can take the government to where we want it. Mm. And, I, and I think it's not going to be us, it's going to be the youth. And, I, and, I, and I, I do agree that it starts now with elections, but I think I don't think we're saying to them that they must just go and vote uh, because we want their vote. But <laughs> I think what we're saying is them to taking account to go, going forward in, in 20, 50 years' time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for that, Isaiah. Wonderful contribution. And Pule is in Johannesburg. Thanks for calling, Pule. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. I'm glad you called back. What are your thoughts? Yeah, 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 man. I just wanted to say, man, you know what? Lies, man. You know, lies, lies, and lies from the ANC, you know? I think that's what's discouraging the youth of, of, of this country to really be interested in this, all this uh, political stuff. Mm. Yeah, because you see now, uh, you find that you, 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 you are depressed because there's no other option besides the ANC. I mean, you, what other parts can you go for? Okay, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for that. All right, thank you for that comment, uh, Pule. I'm going to bring that one to you, Lauren. Is there still a sense of of us not having enough options in the next elections? I mean, we've got political parties that have popped up uh, this year and in the previous elections. Is there still a sense that that that, that people that young people don't know who to vote for? I mean, there's definitely a sense that young, young people are concerned with who they vote for, you know, but we are seeing that young people are turning away from the norm. You know, previously you would have young people following what their parents do, you know, what, who their parents have supported, and not necessarily voting for a party that they think would benefit them in any way. However, we're now seeing a different trend. We're actually seeing young people taking a stand and voting for the, part, the political parties that they actually think could benefit them, mm. not following um, what their parents have installed and, uh, you know, saying to them, vote for this party, etc. They're actually making their own decisions. I mean, and if we look at it, Figile, um, the previous caller, also made a very, a very good point in the sense that the issues uh, of concern for those who are younger 
they're not burdened with the baggage of the past in the same way as previous generations. Mm. So for them, this 2014 elections, unfortunately, if she's, if she's able to vote in the 2014 elections, it's definitely going to be a very new platform for her to engage on. You know, and to decide who she's then going to vote for and not follow that same path that previous generations have because she doesn't have any baggage of the past. So true. So um, it'll well, be very interesting. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep speaking to you, Lauren. Please don't leave us. Lauren Chase is a researcher in governance uh, in the Governance Crime and Justice Division at the Institute for Security Studies in Pretoria. We're asking what can be expected from young voters in the 2014 elections, especially those that were born after 1994, 891 uh, to give us a call and SMS me as well on 34701. Illegal liquor trading and contravention of trade conditions are largely the cause of irresponsible consumption, as consumers get the supply without the restrictions required by law. Let's all work together to clamp down on irresponsible and illegal liquor trading and consumption. Combating liquor abuse is everyone's business. Comment, monitor, and report. Report illegal liquor trading to 012-353-6111. The DTI, empowering industries and broadening economic participation. The Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, Ms. Tina Jomat-Peterson, has declared a list of protected tree species under Section 12 of the National Forest Act of 1998. Now, according to this Act, no person is allowed to cut or destroy any protected trees without a license. And contravention of this declaration is an offence, and any person who is found guilty can be sentenced to a fine or even imprisonment of a period of up to three years. So for the full list of the protected trees, visit the department's website at www.daff.gov.za. The Talk Shop. It is still the talk shop with myself and our lady Molao. We're talking about the 2014 elections coming up and what we can expect from the born frees that are going to be voting for the very first time. Are you one of those, are you one of those young people in that generation? Are you going to be voting? Even if you're not in that generation, why do you think uh, young people seem to opt out of democratic uh, processes such as elections? 0891-104207 to give us a call. That's 0891-104207. Uh, so we have on the line now Pia from Aputa Dichaba. Thanks for calling, Pia. How are you, ma? I'm very, I'm very good. Thanks for calling. I'm also welcome. Mm. Uh, my my humble request to the ANC as a good organization is to listen to what the members are saying. They must stop supporting these people who are uh, uh, violating its constitutional policy positions and emerge again or when you complain about those people, they don't act. As young people, we feel completely demobilized. And the, I think as, as for next year, majority of young people are going to vote with the intention to change. Mm. Because let me tell you how frustrated are young people on the ground. Mm. I met these two gentlemen who have been to a college. They did their N6, but you know what's the problem? They don't get training, but when they apply for the positions, they need experience and what they do. Mm. So, yeah, majority of young people on the ground 
are hopeless or despondent. And like one of, like you have highlighted, most of them have uh, even went as far as saying it is useless for me to go and apply for, for look for a job. Mm. So there's a sense of hopelessness amongst, amongst young people. The ANC must ensure that the training centers are there so that when these young people are out of the system for the theoretical part, they take them to those centers for training. Yeah, thank you, so thank that you. When there are job opportunities, they can apply with the relevant experience. And take advantage of those. Thank you so much for that, Bia. Long as in PE, thanks for calling. Hello, Nanit, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for sharing with us. Uh, what are your thoughts, sir? Okay, no, my thought is that I had another gentleman who was just calling me, and he said that uh, the only party is the ANC. He does not have another alternative party to vote for. But myself also, I voted last time. I voted for COPE. And I thought they were the, they were the solution. But then, when they were in parliament, they failed, and they failed this money. Now, I don't know whether to vote this time around for this new party that you are referring to, your EFF or your ASAM. I'm also feeling hopeless, you see. Mm. All right. Yes. Well, well, thank you for those thoughts, Lunga. Just to look at some of the SMSs that have come in. Tandy in PE says, uh, we are missing the point. Uh, we, we, we're thinking that youth know the election. The problem is that youth know that this election is a farce and there's no party to vote for. So we want none of this. Uh, another uh, SMS says, parents are also responsible in this because they can empower young people in this country. Uh, that's an SMS coming from Gerson. The responsibility of parents. Are parents themselves involving or trying to encourage young people to take part in democratic processes. Lauren? Well, I definitely believe there are some parents out there who are actively trying to engage with their, with their sons and their daughters on, on democratic processes. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't speculate about those kinds of discussions going about, but I mean, to say that parents aren't having those discussions, is, is, it's a, you, you can't actually go that far. Hmm. But I definitely think parents are engaging um, with their with their sons or their daughters on political matters, and it would be interesting to see if they're actually taking any any information from this. Musa mm. in Pretoria says uh, to clarify: uh, as youth, we must get out in numbers and vote for our preference. Our voice must be heard, not by uh, not being that, uh, must be heard, and, and they need to start taking us a little bit more seriously. That's Musa in Pretoria with that SMS. Another SMS says: I don't think uh, I think most people won't go and vote due to high rates of unemployment, and some leaders are failing us. Example: they get involved in in corruption, in sex scandals. They deploy their fellow comrades to do the really good jobs. Those are part of the things that made young people fed up and lose hope in our government. I'll take one or two more calls, 891 but perhaps uh, we could wrap up with you, Lauren. Your closing thoughts? Well, I think um, the main point that we, we just want to emphasize as well is that you know, young people need to understand that they've got this, in, this opportunity to influence South Africa's political landscape. Mm. They they merely have to take that and they have to work with it. You know, for 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 a young generation, which is what South Africa is mainly made up of, that has this opportunity to, to do this. You know, you you could make a stand and you could actively try and you know change where you're feeling uncomfortable or unhappy with what the situation is currently. Right. And the only way you could do that is going to the polls and, and making your voice heard mm. by sitting back at home and deciding that you know you're not actually going to go to the polls and, and, and make your voice heard. 
you, at the end of the day, you're sadly contributing to what is going on. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Lauren Tracy is a researcher uh, in the Governance, Crime and Justice Division at the Institute for Security Studies in Pretoria. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Uh, a wonderful insight that you've shared with us there. Just one more call. We've got Polos in the Western Cape. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hi. Hello, my sister. Uh, sorry, I'm not good in English talking, so I'd like to talk in Susu. Uh, unfortunately, we have to keep it in English because it is an English station. Uh, I'll take one or two more calls in a few minutes. 0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. But in the meantime, though, let's get our African affirmations from the Eski Ampatele Institute.